and our name's One Youth. If you ever want to, if you've got kids that are youth age or your youth age, check out the Facebook page. Um, yeah, search One Youth, you should be able to find it. But um, next year we'll be starting again and it'll be, it's going to be a great year. We had an awesome year this year. Um, good stuff happened and there's going to be even better things to come. But um, who thinks church should be fun and enjoyable? I do. I don't want to just come here and be falling asleep as, um, as Mr. Bean is on that episode. But hopefully this message today will be enjoyable and uh, a message that we can just understand and take on board. So if we go to the first slide, you'll see my title when that comes up. But what it is, is so my message today, if you're taking notes, what's in your mouth? Hashtag mints are required. Now, um, I've sort of got two messages that, of all things that God chose me. I kind of write down stuff that I think I could preach about that. And so I had one, what's in your mouth? And I had another one, complainer versus thanker. And I sort of mix these two mes- messages together today. And so we can th- think about, oh, what's in your mouth? Often that's related to our talking and what we speak. Um, yes, we'll be sort of aiming at that, but we're going to be talking more about something else which will be funny and hopefully can help us leave in a better place. So what's in your mouth, hashtag mints are required. If you don't know what hashtag means is, don't worry about it, just what's in your mouth, mints are required. Now, um, so we've, we've obviously just had Christmas, right? Yes, I, have had, I had Christmas, it was great. I just want to give a side point to Christmas. Um, we've just been talking about being thankful and all that, and I was, I was just thinking that with Christmas, that's a time in my life where I just, it's great to be around other people and it's great to have that thing of where we have a, a day off just to focus on Jesus. And that's what we do every Sunday. And so I just want to encourage you with that. If you had, if you had fun at Christmas and it was an enjoyable time, that's the way we have that, that same attitude and that's the way church should be. And if you had a bad Christmas, well, hopefully come to church and it's good for you and that can be what, a, what Christmas should be like. But um, we'll go into the, uh, back to Christmas, who had presents? I had presents, it was good. But um, so we have a theme for December, as we see above the drums, thankful. And so I'm going to, in this message, I'm going to be having that theme right through it about being thankful. And so for Christmas, I hope you're thankful for your presence. Um, I, there were some things I was very thankful for, and there was other things I wish I was more thankful for. Um, <laughs> I, can, I can be honest enough to say that. Uh, and this, by saying that, I wish sometimes... Um, I feel like I'm the least adequate person to be speaking about being thankful because I'm just like, you, you, you're just not thankful, Josh. But um, hopefully, this is, I'm just going to be honestly sharing things that God's been speaking to me about this year and the years gone past where at least I've identified it and I'm trying to apply it in my life. And hopefully these um, little things can help you out in your life to be a bit more thankful. But yeah, so that's enough about all that stuff. So, uh, and so being... I'll just share some things I'm thankful for for Christmas. So I've got a great heritage of Christianity in my life. So it's great to have my grandparents here. Um, they're pastors. I've got awesome parents um, and myself who are pastors. And so I don't take that, that heritage for granted at all. Um, I'd much rather have the life I've lived and sometimes be strict in areas, but have that faith in life and the, the support of prayer, etc., etc., in my life. And so um, my grandparents gave me an awesome presence this year. They gave me a new Bible which um, is great, and I, I really appreciate that kind of a, a heritage and a present that I can use every day, which I will. So thank you for that. And, but then I just want to share something else about heritage, just a little funny story. So when I was in school, because uh, I've been to school, in reception, so I must have been five, and so this just goes back to the thankful for the heritage I've had. I've always believed in God, so right from going to 
kids' church at church, you learn about God and Jesus. And one of these teachers, I think they must have been like the primary school vice principal or something, and they came in to talk about knowledge and learning and all this stuff. And the teacher, the one thing I can really remember, this is one of my main memories from primary school, and she was like, there's so many things in life we don't know. Um, and there's all, all this stuff which I didn't remember. But the one thing she said that there's, an art, there's these answers we just don't know. Who was the first people? And I'm thinking, who were the first people? That is, are you serious? You don't know this? I'm thinking that's the easiest question you could ever ask. Adam and Eve. And so I, just, I am so thankful for my heritage because as a five-year-old, I was so sure in who the first people were when there's adults in their 50s and 60s who, are, who don't even know those simple answers in life. So I'm thankful for that. And, but now I'll get into my message. So Job 19.17. Job 19.17. Now, for me, this is one of my favorite Bible verses ever. I read it this year, and it's the first time I got it. And often in life, we think like, oh, you often in life will have Bible verses that are favourite because it's it really touches us. But I just like this one because it's funny. And so, as if you haven't read it yet, I'll read it to you. Job 19:17. My breath is repulsive to my wife, and I am rejected by my own family. When I read that, I just can't help but smile. I even laugh. I don't know about you, but it just has that thing. I'm not married, but. I can still see the links with family members and stuff like that. But um, I don't... <laughs> and so often in life, when people, like in the media and stuff like that, they'll talk about the Bible, they'll talk about how it's like religious, full of rules and law, um, or they'll just be mocking it. But I think the Bible's just funny. Um, it, to me, we watch funny home videos and it's like, you're just laughing, but then it's kind of sad as well because it's actually happening to people. And the Bible's funny... But it's sad as well because it's actually happening to a person. But, uh, but then, so now, so that's in the New Living Translation. If we go to my next slide, we'll see it in the New King James Version. And this is, I think this is even better in wording. My breath is offensive to my wife, and I'm repulsive to the children of my own body. Now, there we can see Job had a bad case of bad breath. Um, honestly, that, was, that must have been pretty terrible. Um, and I just love that, um, that word offensive because it's like, that odour and the stench just was, was repulsive. Um, and people couldn't be around Job. And now it says Job. We can all, we're Australians, but us Christians pronounce it Job, just to give you that link. Um, and so uh, next time, I just want to, this is just wrong really. Next time I start s- smelling something stinky, like at, at, at our house, if you come to our house, there's something stinky. And it's not just stinky, it's offensive. Honestly, is and so just there's a hint for you if you ever smell something stinky and want something a fresh new way of talking about it. Say it's offensive. It's in the Bible. But um, so questions: uh, Who who knows someone with a repulsive breath? Don't point at them. But um, who know who knows what I mean? Who's ever encountered someone with like a repulsive breath? Uh, if you don't know someone, unfortunately, it's probably you. And so um, I'm helping I'm helping everyone here that they kind of don't know how to tell them. I'm telling them for you. So, uh, um, and there's other things, and if you don't know about someone with a repulsive breath, there's other things you might know. You might know people with a repulsive rear end. Um, there's so many, that I'd, I'd suggest, that's a GS why I can keep that one. Um, <laughs> but with this about repulsive breaths, like in my life, I've encountered people with repulsive breath, and, and you're just like, it's just, it is so offensive, and you're just like, whoa. But uh, because of those experiences in my life, I'm now super self-conscious and, uh, what's the other word I got? I'm super self-conscious and paranoid about my breath. 
And so I don't know if Jimmy notices at work, but I'm always having mints after lunch. I'll take a mint. And I'm just like, oh, I haven't taken a mint. I'll have a mint because I'm just so worried that I'm going to offend someone by my breath. But that's just me. I don't know if that's you. Uh, but yeah, with all that, um, there's one time I was, I was at school, and this is just an example for us. I don't know if you can relate, but you might be, yeah, you're in class, and so you put your hand up because you need help. And then the teacher comes over doing the teacher thing to help you, and then they have a repulsive breath. And you're just like, whoa. And then, yeah, you're just like, oh, hello. So you're sitting there, and then you're like, oh, actually, no, nah, I'm fine now. Uh, I don't need your help. <laughs> I don't know if that's happened to you, but I have had that. And it's just like, okay, no, nah, sorry, teacher. Yep, I'll, I'll work this out on my own. But, and then, and so for any of you at school still or at school next year, um, here's a tip for you. Just grab a Shrek movie and a packet of Tic Tacs. I got mints here, but get some Tic Tacs. And hopefully that gives them a hint. But I don't know. And for teachers, if you're here, uh, there's a hint. Take a mint. It always helps. Um, but, uh, but then, uh, though this is a funny situation, which it is, um, when smell goes into our nostrils or whatever, it's offensive to us and we're repelled. And in life, there's often things that are like stinkiness, but they repel us. And so I think uh, when, uh, yeah, so when we ultimately, when stink offends people, they they repel. When we offend people, generally, we repel them as well. And so back to our theme for thankfulness, um, being unthankful and being ungrateful will often offend people and repel them away from us. And so it's, it's hopefully you can start seeing this link here that uh, being stinky or whatever, in any case, breath, whatever else it is, and we offend people and repel them, when we're being ungrateful or any kind of situation like that, we're offending them. And so I, just another thing with that is, so I'm all to, going to be talking about how thankfulness is like a mint and that it takes away that offensiveness and that repellingness and it bees back to normal like anyone, when you can talk to anyone with a normal, a normal breath. But um, if you, you might have other issues in your life and that's fine and hopefully you can make that link where you're being offensive to people and repelling them away and you need... Just like, I'm going to say here, the mint represents Jesus. Just like a mint can freshen up and take away that awful breath, Jesus can take away whatever the things we have in our life that offend people and repel them. So whatever that is for you, hopefully that helps you out as well. Um, but then, so then, go, let's go back to that question. What's in your mouth? Um, do, we have, if, do we have stinky breath? Well, we need a mint. That's, there, there it is for you. That's as, that's as good as it will get. And, and then back to another way that it's all, how's our character? That's what it's really about. How's our character? Do we need some freshness? Um, uh, and that's the thing for us this week, every day. Ask us that. Um, what's in our mouth? Do we need a mint? Or what's our character like? Do we need some freshness? Um, and so then that then leads us to some battles that we face every day. I shared this in the prayer meeting this morning. There's these two battles that I'm, I face daily and I'm on the journey of, letting the good battles win rather than letting the bad side. And so with these two battles I'm about to share, you have, I don't think they can work together. It's like it's one or the other. And so what the battles are when they go up on the screen is, we got the first one, are we a complainer versus a thanker? And the second one is cynical versus grateful. And so in every aspect of life, we're always going to be having these battles coming up. And when we look at our life in every situation, we have the choice. Are we complaining about this? Are we thinking about this? Or are we cynical about this? Or are we grateful about this? And so you can't complain and then thank at the same time. It just doesn't work. And we can't be cynical and then grateful at the same time. It's one or the other. And so I just want to 
bring these battles because as I said before, at the start, I am not achieving grateful and thankful all the time, but it's a battle that with Jesus and his mintiness in my life, I can start changing and growing. Which leads us to, and so yeah, these, so obviously we got on the, the C's are negatives and the T and the G's are positive. Um, and we need this positivityness in our life where, we, where we're being a thankful, where we're being grateful. But go to the, um, and so I'll, I'll add this. So as One Heart Church, we're, One Heart Church is all about unity. And when we're being complaining and cynical, we're disrupting that unity, we're repelling, and that's not unity. Unity is all about inclusiveness and having us together and being the bigger people. And so that's what it, ultimately, at one heart, we've got to be um, grateful thankers, not cynical complainers. But go to our next slide, we'll say Genesis, or the one after that, we'll say Genesis 8, 6 to 11. So who's got their Bible? Open it up. If you're on your device, get off of, um, social media and go to Genesis 8, 6 to 11. I'll give you a few seconds to get that, and I'll read it to us. So Genesis 8, 6 to 11. All ready? No. no. A few more seconds. All right, while you're, um, while you're getting it, I'll quickly, we just sang some songs this morning, and I just want to uh, touch on one thing. So just we had that one, just one touch, and we're talking about things disappearing and sliding and moving away. I believe if just, just, like, just one touch of Jesus in us, those things move. Well, just like a mint freshens a breath, with just one mint, that repelling, offensive breath is gone. With just one touch from Jesus, with just like one mint, he can bring freshness and newness in our life. There's the thing. All right, we're ready. Genesis 8, 6 to 11. After another 40 days, Noah opened the window he had made in the boat and released a raven. The bird flew back and forth until the floodwaters on the earth had dried up. He also released a dove to see if the water had receded and it could find no dry ground. But the dove could find oh yeah, but the dove could find no place to land because the water still covered the ground. So it returned to the boat and Noah held out his hand and drew the dove back inside. After waiting another seven days, Noah released the dove again. This time the dove returned to him in the evening with a fresh olive leaf in its beak. Now that last part, the fresh olive leaf in its beak. Now, I can't make this part any clearer, so we get the link, but that fresh olive leaf, to me, represents the mint or the thing that Joab didn't have the, uh, didn't have the ability to have. Oh, Job, I meant Job didn't have that ability to have. So I think um, we live in such a, in our, going back to Job, we live in such a blessed society today to have mints because poor, um, poor Job, I can just imagine his wife saying, he'd go to his wife, hey, what's for, uh, what's for dinner? Mint, uh, mint leaf salad or something is trying to fix it. But yeah, we live in such a blessed generation today to have mints. We can just go shop and buy them or whatever and not have to go to the bush. But in this situation, I believe that fresh olive leaf cannot represent, because that was in the dove's beak or in its mouth, that can represent to us that, like a mint, that Joab, or Joab was missing. I keep saying his name wrong. Joab was missing. But yeah, so that's that link there. But so we had two birds here, and I shared a message a few times ago about birds, same part of the Bible, but I'm talking about a few different things with them. And so uh, the dove will equal the grateful, uh, the grateful thanker, and the raven equals the cynical complainer. And uh, these two birds, as I was talking about the battles before that we faced daily, these birds are kind of um, representations of those battles, and I'll talk about how that works. So the ravens, if we... It's a common fact that ravens eat dead, 
dead meat, like they're very similar to crows and I don't know when we're driving down roads and stuff and you see a dead rabbit or whatever dead animal, you always see the, the crows or the ravens having a bit of a meal. And so what we see there is that after the flood, it doesn't say it but we can assume it, is that the raven didn't come back because there'd been dead animals everywhere from the floods and so we're just having a feast or it, the raven was having a feast. But then we see the dove, um, it wasn't the raven and so it eats like not dead animals, it eats whatever that, I don't know what doves eat, but not dead animals. But, but then back to the raven, it says, the raven uh, doesn't return, because as I said, it would have been feasting on death, which I'm going to say is negativity, cynicalness, complainingness, that's what it's feeding, it's in it, that's what's in its mouth. And then um, the other thing with that is, it was easy for it to find that negativity, cynicalness, complaining about. And so that's the first thing, is it's really easy, first look, if, if I'm in church, we can be, right now, we can look at, Things go, complain about that, cynical about that. Um, it's the first things we notice. But then we go to the dove, and it's got a bit of a different thing. So it gets released once, flies, nothing there, comes back. And so sometimes in life, we want to be thankful and complaining, and we can look around and be like, nah, nothing here, nothing to be thankful about, nothing to complain about, or nothing to be grateful about. So it comes back, but then the thing is, it goes again. And so that's the often in life we think, not, nothing to be thankful for about, I'm, I'm just ungrateful and cynical. But we've got to go, be like the dove and fly again, or whatever that looks like for you, um, reevaluate life again, and then it said it found a fresh olive leaf. And so we, and just like I was talking about the freshness, when we're being thankful, that's, that, that goes from being repelling to accepting and inclusive. And so we've got to be like that dove and go, all right, what can I find here? What in this situation is good? Because in life, we'll, we'll go and cycle and move on and change. And then what happens is we go from being um, negative and cynical, then we go to the next stage of being negative and cynical. Then we realise when the life has changed, oh, there's actually good things. Because then we're starting, it's just, a, I'll preach this in another message one day. But um, you go through this whole motion, and we just got to look and find the good and the thankfulness now. But yeah, so hopefully um, that gave you something to think about. But uh, yeah, and so I really want you to really want you to get care of that thing. Just like a mint will freshen us up, we got to look for and have and search and have that ability to see the good and get those freshness in the perspective of life right now. So I was going to uh, quickly talk about some battles in our church congregation because that can link to all of us about things we might battle from being cynical or grateful. So the first one is we got a senior pastor in church. So. Cynical people and complaining people go, he's preaching at me all the time. He's always focusing on my faults and my issues. But then, if, then we've got to be the dovens, fly again and go, well, actually, we're so blessed to have a pastor. Um, churches in Portland can don't even have senior pastors or pastors. Um, churches in our ACC region don't even have pastors. So we've got to go, fly, if we ever feel like, oh, he's just always preaching at me, he's so negative, we've got to be the dove, fly around again and find the freshness. Another thing we have here is the music team. We're so blessed to have a music team, but we could be cynical and complain, go, it's too loud, oh, the songs are too fast. I don't know, these are just generic things. I don't know if you complain about them or not. But, but then we can be, or we can be the dove and fly around again and go, it's so great. All those people on the stage weren't here when Josh first came to church, um, apart from Jimmy. Or, but then there's all these things. We can have the choice to be cynical or complain, or we have the choice to be negative or, or thanking and grateful. And then, then a third one is, we could talk about the chairs. So I know for now, like being thankful and grateful for youth, it has revolutionised what we can do. We can easily pack up chairs and it doesn't take up the whole building still. Um, all things like that. 
But then, or we can go, oh, back in the day with the pews, they were just so much more comfortable. Oh, so many people could sit down. Uh, it's all these things. We have the choice to be cynical or we have the choice to be positive. And so I want to, to you to, if you're always that uh, cynical, negative person, I just want you to have that opportunity to go, well, maybe I'm looking at this in the wrong direction because I'm actually, the, my character now is repelling people from church. My character right now is, re- is offensive to others and I need to have a, a transformation to, I need a mint of Jesus in my life so I can be inclusive and in bring people on this journey. So now that, um, I just want to share with three simple tips um, on how uh, we can go to this life and journey of freshness. And so, um, who knows what God's will for your life is? Who knows what God's will for your life is? If you don't, I believe it's actually really simple and we all have the same will because the Bible talks about it. And so I'm just going to talk from two books of the Bible and they're like three verses in a row and it tells us what God's will for our life is. And it's so simple, so easy. And so hopefully this gives you some steps, three steps of this, one, two, three steps of what we can apply every day to be able to be living God's will. And so to start off with, we go to 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 to 17. And this is what verse 16 says. Always be joyful. Step one, that's easy. Step two, never stop praying. Step three, be thankful in all circumstances. This is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. And so in that last sentence of 18, that's where we see what God's will is. Um, is um, Is to, one, always be joyful. Two, never stop praying. And three, be thankful in all circumstances. That's God's will for our life. And then the thing I like what, about this, is, which is really cool, then if we go to Philippians 4, 4 to 6, it is very similar again in that order. So we've got one, always be, joy, uh, always be full of the joy in the Lord. Two, don't worry. It's like, it actually says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. I've just summarized it. And then third one, um, thank God, thank him being God for all he has done. So we can link those things together. So we've got first one, Prayer, always be joyful or always be full of joy in the Lord. And so we've got to have that ability to say, Jesus, mint, come in me, bring me freshness so I ha- I'm happy originally. That's where it starts. If we're negative, we're going to not be thankful. But when we start with that joy and I'm so glad to be alive kind of mentality, then we go to the next one. Don't worry, pray. Constantly pray. And that's the next thing. When we, are, when we aren't joyful, when we, we've got to go, you know what, God, this issue right now is killing me. This negativity is killing me. My bad, bad attitude towards this person is killing me. Um, this, this, whatever this is that's causing me to be negative is killing me. Jesus, we need you to um, come and intervene in my, in my life and in this situation. So don't worry. Never stop praying. And then the third one is then, thank God for all he has done. Be thankful in all circumstances. Which goes to that, uh, that other song we sang this morning. I think this is how it went. Uh, I just want to thank you for all that I've been through. Now I know that you are in control. We sang that and I hope you meant it. And that's what it's all about. We've got to say, God, I don't understand this right now. Um, I have reason to be cynical and ungrateful. But we've got to go, but God, I can, I, despite this negative, I see what is good right now. I am grateful what's happening right now because I can see that you're in control and you're actually setting me up for the future. I wouldn't be able to help this many people without going through this. I wouldn't be able to um, support this person because I've never been through it before. So I just want to... Um, that's, so God's will for your life is that. If you don't know what God's will for you is your life, there it is. It's one, joy, two, prayer, and three, thankfulness. And that's what we've been, we've been going through in December. Thankfulness, thankfulness, thankfulness. And so, yeah, you've got to be joyful, you got to pray and you got to oh yeah you got to have joy you got to pray and you got to be thankful so there are the three steps to uh, 
to know what God's will for your life is. Now, uh, that then, another thing is there, so it says, um, be thankful because, um, and this is another thing. So Ecclesiastes 7.10, we'll go to that. Yeah, 7.10, this is what it says. Don't long for the good old days. This is not wise. Um, now, I believe the good old days or good days are whatever we decide to make good. And back to what I was saying about the cynical and com- uh, cynical or ungrateful or thank you or complainer, uh, we can decide that these days or the future days are going to be good and we can see the good. Because when we do that, when we're going, well, those days weren't that good. It's just as good as today. But it's when we have that thing of when we're being cynical and ungrateful about today, that's when we're being, we're longing for the good old days because we've got our perspective wrong. So that is not wise because we're being unthankful. That's why it's not wise. We're being unthankful. So don't long for the good old days. This is not wise. So there's a, there's a challenge for us today. Let's make what we see now good. Let's make not the good old days good. Let's make these days good. Let's make the future days good. As Pastor Brian always says, um, the best is yet to come, and it's the truth. It's just our choice to see it or to neglect it. And then the next one I want to um, look at is Ecclesiastes 6.9. Enjoy what you have rather than desiring what you don't have or you don't. And so that's how we, so don't long for the good old days. This is not wise. Or how, we can ask, how do we do that? Ecclesiastes 6.9, enjoying what you have rather than desiring what you don't have. The past can be good. 2015 for us as a church has been really good. Um, Little Lynx is awesome. They got a jumpy castle. That's great. But they can't dwell it. Oh, remember in 2015 and Little Lynx when we had that jumpy castle? Their future is going to grow and get better and better. But it's all about enjoying what we have now and still dreaming bigger, but then going, all right, now look at look what we have now. Don't um, always be stuck in the past. We've got to be looking to the future and bringing that on more and more. Um, and then that also, enjoying what you have rather than desiring what you don't have, that all goes back to the battle of our mouth. And so what's in your mouth? I just want to leave you with that question for the week. What's in your mouth? And so as we're closing, as this is the last Sunday for the year, um, for next year, 2015 has been awesome. But let's start dreaming about 2016. Let's start going, let's start in 2016. Let's enjoy what we have then, not um, dwelling on what's now. Because yesterday is cool, but I know the future's gotten better and better and better. And so... Um, uh, yeah, I'm just going to uh, pray for us and then uh, I'll hand back on to Pastor Rob. So if you just want to bow your heads for everyone's privacy, and I'll just pray. Lord, I just thank you so much that uh, just like a mint can freshen a breath and, and just like a mint can um, refresh in that uh, repulsive, um, offensive stink, Lord, when you come into our lives, Jesus, and, and when we are filled with your joy, we... we start changing. We start moving from being repellive and offensive to being inclusive and fresh, Lord. And so I just thank you that you have freshness for us and then you can help us leave this place in a new and a better way. And so help us, God, as we go through today, as we go through tomorrow, as we go through the rest of this year and into next year, Lord, as those those battles in our life come, Lord, help us be thankful and let us uh, destroy that um, ungratefulness, Lord, and help us uh, just uh, be positive, Lord, and full of life and not worry about that cynicalness, Lord. And so I just thank you uh, as we are One Heart Church, Lord, we will be an inclusive place, a fresh place where people come in and are lifted up, brought to a new life, Lord, rather than coming to a place where they're broken and crushed down because of the negativity, Lord. And so I just thank you that uh, you've spoken through me and that you're going to be doing amazing things and uh, helping us be people that rather than having no one hanging around us, we're having people just coming from everywhere because we have that mintiness of you in our lives. Amen.